Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Liber Educate podcast. This podcast, we're going to be talking about the concepts of liberty, freedom, and rights, and how they're important in our everyday lives. Uh, we're going to be educating ourselves and learning a little bit about them. Uh, so sit back and here we go. I want to begin with talking about these things regarding uh, definitions. Um, I feel that it's important to understand what the words mean that are that between the person that you're trying to communicate with. Uh, for example, um, a few years ago, I worked at a restaurant and I was talking with the owner of the restaurant about uh, how we could be, you know, increasing our business and doing things. And um, uh, during our conversation, she had she brought up with me. She says something to the effect of, and, I, and forgive me if I, I don't quite remember exactly how it went, but it was something to the effect of, uh, well, you're just trying to manipulate me. And where I looked at her, my response was, well, yes, I am trying to manipulate you because I want you to do these things and to make the business better. She was highly offended by that, um, like highly offended. And it was probably several conversations later that we got to the, the, the root of the offense that she had. Um, so there was a, an impasse between us. We, we, we weren't able to communicate properly. And until something happened and, and it, it came out where, where either I said or she said, it's like, what are you talking about? You know, what do you, what do you mean um, I'm bad or whatever? <laughs> so I apologize if I'm not saying this, explaining this very well, but it is what it is. Uh, it turns out that my definition of manipulation and her definition of manipulation were, were completely different. In fact, they were almost polar opposites. Not quite, but almost. Um, so I, my definition of the word manipulation was something akin to as if you had a, uh, a truck driver who's driving a load of goods from point A to point B. The truck driver manipulates the truck. He manipulates the steering wheel, the gas pedal, the clutch, the brake, and and all that stuff. He manipulates the vehicle to get from point A to point B um, in order to do his job. That's my definition of manipulation. Her definition of manipulation, on the other hand, was something more like a person manipulates another person, kind of like a, a like a truck. You know, you you, you manipulate, but it had an extra added connotation of the manipulation is done because of self gain. Um, what's a better way to say it? Uh, nefarious ulterior motives. I'm manipulating you kind of like the evil mastermind behind the scenes. I'm the puppeteer on the strings, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to, to move you like a chess piece to my bidding. Right. So when I when when she asked me, uh, "Oh, you're 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 just manipulating me," when she says you're, you're just manipulating me, and I, and I responded in the affirmative, thinking, "Well, yeah, yeah, I am." She took offense to that because she thought that I was being uh, malicious, and I'm not. I, I wasn't at the time at all. I'm like, yes, I'm trying to manipulate you. I'm trying to influence you to do what, not my bidding, but but the, the things that I feel that are necessary for our business to thrive. So we, we do this all the time where, where we try to communicate with other people in order to get them un, to understand our points of view and, and 
quote-unquote manipulate them into our way of thinking. So the the fact that we had a impasse in our communica- communicative abilities was due to the fact that our definitions were not incongruent. They're, they were not congruent. Uh, so what I want to do here is I want to start defining some of the terms that we're going to be using. And so in general, I'm using a lot of, uh, I think it's Merriam-Webster's definitions for some of these words, some of these words. And in general, I tend to agree with the definitions. There are a couple of places where I don't necessarily agree, but for all intents and purposes, they'll do for what the, uh, what we're talking about here they're do do they're good enough for the subject matter so let's talk about um our first word today we're going to talk about the word law what does the word law mean well according to merriam-webster's definitions or dictionary uh their legal definition is law a rule of conduct or action prescribed formally recognized as binding or enforced by a controlling authority so what does that mean? Basically, from what I understand, a law is a rule, and that rule is recognized um, and can be enforced by a quote-unquote controlling authority. Uh, so the way I think about it is something like this. A bar owner, so for example, a bar owner could have a rule, and in his, in his rule, in his bar, he decides that there's the rule that he has, there's no glass allowed in the beer garden outside in the beer garden and the reason for that is well he doesn't necessarily want to have broken glass all over the place because as you know when people drink they tend to do stupid things like drop stuff so it's in his best interest to make sure that people don't have glass out there so that when they do drop their drinks and they do go and break that other people can't accidentally hurt themselves in the broken glass Um, another reason could be like you know well a bottle could be used for a weapon but that's not necessarily the best reason, but it's a, it is a reason. So the bar owner decides that he wants to have his quote unquote law, no glass outside in the beer garden. Now, the only way that he can enforce that is to either himself be out there all the time and say, Hey, no glass, no glass, no glass. Or he might hire a security guard to come in and uh, make sure that you know, he stands out there in the beer garden and makes sure that, you know, uh, when somebody walks out with a glass or a bottle with that's made of glass and says, um, <clears throat> excuse me, sir, you are not allowed to have that glass out there to which the drunk person goes, oh, I'm sorry. And goes back into the bar and sets it down, you know, or there, a fight could ensue and all that good stuff. But hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> but uh, law basically means rule. And in order for a rule to have any kind of teeth, you need some sort of enforcement and so in the case of the bar owner, he hires a security guard in order to enforce that rule. And it's perfectly fine because what, as a patron, when you come into the bar, you agree to abide by the bar owner's rules of his property. And more than likely, he'll have them posted, right? So as you're walking out to the beer garden, there'll be a sign that says no glass allowed. And if you choose to walk past that sign... Um, then you're in violation of that rule and you can be held accountable for it. So law is basically rule. Pretty simple. So our next term is positive law. And a positive law is a law or rule, as we said earlier, 
um, that is established or recognized by governmental authority. It's pretty cut and dry there. There's not much to to say. The um, bar owner in this particular instance is now the government. So this is supposedly supposed to apply to everybody, not just people who are in the bar, but everybody who exists in the jurisdiction of the government. So that's a positive law. It is a law that is put forth by the government itself. The next term is natural law. And natural law, um, according to Merriam-Webster, is a body of law or a specific principle held to be derived from nature and binding upon human society in the absence of or in addition to positive law. So basically what that means is natural law comes from nature itself. It is the the rules, law, right? The rules that govern you that are derived, that come from nature itself. Now, a religious person would say that these rules come from God. These are the rules that apply to you as a human being that come from God. Now, if you're not religious, that's okay too, because these rules apply to you irrespective of your religiosity. It doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not. The fact that you merely exist on this plane, these rules, these natural laws apply to you. And these, uh, the, the wonderful thing about a natural law is, is it cannot be taken away. It's immutable. It's, it's unbreakable. It is adamantium. You cannot destroy a natural law. It is. It is. Now, another person can, can step on your natural laws or your net, your, well, okay, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. We're, we're getting into rights. A person can try to, a person can try to destroy a natural law, but it doesn't work. Like, um, a bad example is gravity. Gravity is not a law. I understand, but, uh, it's for all intents and purposes, we'll call gravity a law. Uh, you can try as you want to deny the existence of gravity and you can jump from the highest building and pretend that you're going to somehow make it to the ground and not die, but you will splat hit and all your guts will go out and you will no longer exist. And the reason for that is the natural law of gravity is something that you cannot change. Now you can, you can, um, overcome it. And we do it all the time. Every time you jump in an aircraft and, and dry and fly from here to there, you, we were overcoming this law and we're, we're finding our ways in the quote unquote loopholes. We're finding ways around it, but the law itself is absolute. It's natural. It is something that is, uh, the founding fathers called it inalienable, meaning something that cannot be modified or taken away from you. And so natural law. So natural law is a body of law. It is a rule that is derived from nature. Just the very fact that you exist, it is something that exists already. And it's kind of non-negotiable. So there you go. So that's natural law. So up next, we have liberty. Now, liberty, according to Merriam-Webster, now Merriam-Webster has a couple definitions here, and they're, they're quite long, so we'll, we'll go through them here now. The quality of state of being free, the power to do as one pleases, freedom from physical restraint, freedom from arbitrary or despotic control, the positive enjoyment of various social, political, or economic rights and privileges, the power of choice. Definition two is a right of immunity enjoyed by prescription or grant 
see privilege, permissions, especially to go freely within specific limits. All right. So what does all this mean? So liberty is a quality of state of being free. Now we'll get into be what free and freedom means here in a minute. So you have the power to do as one pleases. So you can do whatever heck you want, right? Liberty. I can do what I want. And I'm free from physical restraint, meaning nobody can stop me or uh, physically keep me from doing what I want. That's what liberty is. Um, you have the, the freedom from arbitrary or despotic control. Uh, what does that mean? So a despotic control. Uh, you're, you're free from arbitrary, meaning anybody who decides that they want to control you, or despots who decide that they want to control you for their own means, for whatever nefarious purposes they have. You are free from that. And if you have liberty, then you're not bound by those despots or those arbitrary people who want to control you. And you have the positive enjoyment, which means you can enjoy any of the social, political, or economic rights and privileges. Um, you can go out there and, you know, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness type things. And you also have the power of choice. You can choose to do what you want, when you want, where you want, and how you want to do it. All right, the next uh, word we're going to define is freedom. Uh, Merriam-Webster says that freedom is the quality or state of being free. You got to love it when they use the word in the definition, but whatever. Uh, such as the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in the choice or in a choice or an action. Liberation from slavery or restraint from the power of another. Independence. All right, so here we go. Freedom is a quality of state of being free, such as the absence of necessity. So in other words, I don't necessarily have to do something. I can do whatever I want. I'm not forced to do it by necessity, right? Um, I have to eat. Therefore, I'm not free. I'm a slave to my hunger. If I uh, decide that I want to be free from my hunger and I don't ever want to eat again, I will die. So it's a necessity. I am not free from hunger. Coercion. Hey, you know, uh, if you don't give me that thing, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. Um, I probably shouldn't say fucking. All right, so I'm going to stop, pause, rewind, and go. <laughs> Coercion. Coercion. Uh, I'm going to hit you in the face if you don't give me your money, right? That's not, you're not free. You're, you're now a slave to the other person who is trying to coerce you into doing something um, or any other constraint in the choice of action. Like, uh, you cannot drive from here to there unless you have this piece of paper that says that you're allowed to do so. It's a constraint. So if any of those things are placed upon you, you're not free. And so in essence, nobody's free because we're all slaves to hunger and thirst and so forth. Certain things in life you have no escape from. And they're um, of one category of things that are, are just is, and there's no way around it. Then there's a whole other category of things that you're not free from that maybe in a perfect world you could be free from them. So that brings us to the next word, which is right. What is a right? So according to Merriam-Webster, a right is something to which you have to which one has a just claim, such as a power, a privilege, a condition of existence to which one has a natural claim of enjoyment or possession. 
Um, and the example these is the right of liberty. So what does that mean? A power or privilege, so a power, so a right is a power, um, is a privilege, which is something that is granted, remember from previous, something that is granted by somebody else, or it's a condition of existence to which you have a natural claim of enjoyment. The condition of existence. Oh, it is a natural law. A right comes from a natural law to which you have a natural claim of enjoyment, meaning you can enjoy these rights, or possession. Uh, so you have the right to liberty. I have the right to be free in my thoughts and desires and everything. So when we start talking about rights, we start to get, start to get into a more complex topic. Whereas we start off with, you know, laws and liberty and freedom and all that. Um, those are, in my opinion, very simple and, uh, not complicated at all topics. Uh, rights, on the other hand, become a little bit more gray. Uh, they're not really, but they can be. And so, um, there are multiple different types of definitions for rights. There are negative rights and there are positive rights. A negative right, um, another way to say it is a natural right. Uh, a negative right or a natural right is a right that is considered to be conferred by natural law. Remember we talked about natural law as being laws that are given to you from the very fact that you exist or the very fact that they come from God or whatever you want to believe. But they're just one of those things. It's like the law of gravity. It is what it is. A natural light, natural light, a natural right is one of those rights that you just have. Uh, and it is immutable, unalienable, something that cannot be modified or changed. It just is. Then we have the concept of positive rights versus negative rights. And uh, I say versus because as far as I'm concerned, they're polar opposites and should not exist together, although they do. They're antithetical to each other and um, are destructive. Well, one of them is destructive and one of them is constructive in a person's life. But we'll get into that in a, in a, in a bit. So let's first talk about positive rights. What is a positive right? A positive right is a right that is granted by positive or what I would call artificial law. And what that means is something that is decreed. It is uh, some sort of quote unquote authority has decreed that a person may have a this particular right. Um Let's use an example. So the right to food is an example of a positive or quote-unquote artificial right. Uh, so if I have a right to have food or right to eat or right for the substance, right to be able to sustain myself in any way, shape, or form, um, we're going to talk about food in this instance. So is this a positive right? It's positive, meaning that it requires an action to be performed by another person, meaning it requires positive action. Somebody has to do something in order for it, it to be fulfilled, in order for my right to be fulfilled, right? Uh, so, for example, if I have a right to food, then if for whatever reason I don't have any food, and then uh, then somebody else is obligated out there to feed me, Right. Otherwise, my right to have food and to feed myself would be infringed. And that would be a travesty. Right. We wouldn't allow that to happen. Uh, my rights are being trampled. Therefore, I require food. Somebody has to feed me. 
uh, well, who's that somebody? Doesn't doesn't matter. Somebody has to come and feed me. That is a a positive right, meaning it requires positive action. Uh, it requires action from somebody else in order to to fulfill my right, in order to not infringe upon it. So, yeah. So, anyways, uh, you probably could tell from the way I'm talking that this is a right that this is a type of right that I think is not correct and um, potentially destructive and not good at all because no other human being, well, we'll get into all that later. (laughs) Anyways, uh, a negative right, on the other hand, it's like my biases are showing. A negative right, on the other hand, is uh, similar to a positive right, except for it's the exact opposite. I have the right to free speech. I can speak however I want, how to whom I ever want to speak it to, and to, yeah, that's pretty much it. I can speak, whatever, wherever I want. Um, it requires no participation from anybody else whatsoever for me to be, to be able to talk. I can talk and 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 drive everybody around me mad, and it requires none of them to participate at all. It's a negative right, meaning that, the only person that is uh, required for my right to exist is me. And that's beautiful because it allows me to be me without ever asking anybody else to do for me. It's independence is what it is, right? That's a negative right, which is, in my opinion, the best right. So anyway, so like these are the basic definitions of a lot of the words that we're going to be using throughout these conversations, these conversations that we're going to be having. I did try to keep these as unbiased as possible, but I'm really terrible at that. Um, it's something that I'm going to have to try to work on. The, the whole point of this podcast is to get people to come in and to understand these concepts. And oftentimes when you say stupid stuff like I did previously. It alienates those people and I don't want to do that. So if you weren't alienated and you still listened to the past 20 minutes or so and you're still here along for the ride, um, just know that that while I do have opinions and I am a biased person just like everybody else out there, I'm going to do my best to try to not be so biased in the future, although I probably will fail. Just bear with me because the concepts that I'm talking about and I feel that, that I'm talking about are, are incredibly important and uh, and foundational. And I mean that in a profound way. This is like ridiculous. I, I actually truly in in a <laughs> in a unrealistic sounding fashion, I feel that these concepts are the foundations to everything in the world as far as human society goes. Now, that sounds totally hyperbolic, and it is, but it's I feel it's also true. So please bear with me as I stumble and mumble and screw myself up and try to get these concepts out to you because I do feel that they're important. Um, and... Like I said earlier in the in the the series, and I think it was episode zero or one, whatever I called it, I'm I'm still 
wet behind the ears myself. I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm learning. And this is a way of getting getting things out there for everybody to talk about. Because talking is the most important thing that we can be doing. We need to be communicating with each other. We need to be communicating with ourselves and not just ourselves because that's what communica- communication, com- com- master communication. <laughs> I just coined a new word. We, not just ourselves. We need to be communicating with everybody and, and not uh, stepping on each other's toes, listening to each other um, and, and learning. Right. Anyways, I think that's pretty much it I wanted to talk about for this particular episode. We're about 25 minutes in. Seems like a good time to stop. If you guys have any comments, at some point in the future, I will have directions on how you can actually, uh, well, communicate with me and others who are of the similar mind. Right now, I haven't got that together. Anyways, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.